Welcome to episode 16 of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward. I am your host, and today I've got a great guest for you. Mike Savage is a serial entrepreneur, inspirational keynote speaker, and badass business coach. He's the CEO of The Savage Secrets, a rapidly growing high-performance business coaching organization obsessed with helping entrepreneurs win hard-hitting win the hard-hitting sport of business. He's located in Auburn, Mass. Having built several companies over the past 30 years, Mike is battle-tested from the school of hard knocks, and he fully understands the emotional and financial roller coaster of building multi-million dollar businesses from scratch. I'm excited to share with you an interview with Mike Savage of The Savage Secrets. Are you ready? Let's go! Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Welcome back to the podcast. We're happy that you're here listening on your favorite podcast app and watching right here on YouTube. Happy to have you. Welcome to the show, Mike Savage. Super excited to be here, Matt, and I absolutely love that intro song. Isn't it awesome? Well done. You know, uh, when you build great relationships, what your friends will do for you, that is my good friend, Kelta Kelly, Berkeley trained musician. He opened up twice for Darius Rucker. He was in okay. Nashville long ago, and now he's an Edward Jones financial advisor and just playing music for fun now. And he's such a great musician. I love it. And uh, Very cool. before the pandemic, Mike, me and me and um, me and that's not even proper English. Uh, Kelta and I would have breakfast every Friday morning it was at local diner and just talk business. And it was so great. And uh, I miss those relationships. Hopefully we'll be getting back to those really soon. In the next uh, 30 seconds or so, share with the listening and viewing audience exactly what it is you do. You know, you, you said it in the intro real simply, I help entrepreneurs win this hard hitting emotional and financial roller coaster sport of business so they can live the life of their dreams. You know? Yeah. Plain and simple. You know, I, I know I know the journey, I know the challenge. I've started and built many companies and you know, it's not all about spreadsheets and social media and business plans. Uh, it, it can, it can play with this little thing that sits on your shoulders as well. <laughs> play with your head. Yeah. So let's dig into that because I'm so tired of business plans. Tell me how bad they suck and are stupid. I mean, I don't even know if that's what you believe, but I think they're just a bunch of junk. It's often the business plan is the thing that the bank wants if you want funding and it's all made up numbers anyway. It's all forecasted numbers. It's like, not real numbers it, to, to, a, to a certain extent, you know, depending on the, the phase of your business and depending on where you are, you know, obviously if you're starting brand new, you know, uh, yeah, forecast is, is predicated on, Hey, I think I got, you know, I think I can do this. But if you've got a few years in business and you, you know, looking to expand or bring in 
private equity or venture capital or, or additional bank financing or alternative financing. You know, a business plan is, is, is really an important document, but the, the challenge is that, um, you know, planning is essential, but plans are useless. Yeah. You know, and, and I think in March of 2020, uh-huh. we all realized um, that, you know, the plans that we might have had going into the year were null and void. And, you know, so it's part of the part of the challenge or, or quite not part. The greatest challenge of this entrepreneurial journey is, you know, it's not always about the numbers and, and you know, forecasting and, uh, you know, your digital marketing strategies and your sales strategies. Lots of times it's, you know, when you get punched in the gut, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? How do you respond? How do you how do you come back? And and that's what I've seen, especially over the past uh, 15 months or so with the pandemic, how some entrepreneurs have looked at this and said, you know, bring it on. I'll figure it out. I will come up with a way. And others just passively said, well, hopefully it will hopefully it'll end soon and, and I'll be mm-hmm. fine. Uh, what what do you think the biggest challenge, you know, throwing out the pandemic for a second, I, I understand that that's more current and, and we obviously have ways to address that. But what do you think the biggest challenge is for small business as a whole? Boy, um, I, I honestly think it is is understanding that we are men and women first before we are businessmen and women. And I have a a philosophical approach to this journey called entrepreneurship. And I believe that we as entrepreneurs live three movies simultaneously. I call that heart set, mindset, and skill set. And that's called the entrepreneur's trilogy. And so the reason that I go there with that and to answer your question, you know, what's the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge is realizing that it's not all about, you know, your business. It's like, as the entrepreneur, you have, you know, movie number one, I call heart set, which is your health, your relationships and your happiness. And if we have that, if, you know, health is that one thing that, you know, we take for granted until it's taken away. Mm-hmm. So our health, our relationships, friends, family, spouse, kids, parents, neighbors, and our happiness. When you have those three, you kind of won this game called life, right? And the challenge with entrepreneurs, though, is they're looking for next level. Like, how do I get to that next level? And so then it's movie number two, which I call mindset, which is what's the stuff you're putting into your brain? And like, there is a fact. We all are who we are and where we are because of the stuff that's gone into our brain since birth. No one can deny that. So what do we put in and how do we motivate and drive ourselves? What are our goals? What are our dreams? What are the vision? And then do we take action? You know, do we take, uh, do we move? So movie number two called mindset is, What do we put in the mind? How do we motivate ourselves? And do we take action? What's the movement? And then eventually you get into the business stuff, which I'm not I'm not trivializing or or um, undermining the importance of real life business stuff, because movie number three is called skill set, meaning and ultimately what are our products, services, who's our target market, ideal client and what is our strategic marketing plan? To basically, I, I look at business as kind of simple. It's kind of like it's a dating game, right? We have a product or a service and we have a target market ideal client. And then the job is how do we introduce said product to the target market? So the, the, the greatest challenge in running a business is not 
is kind of accepting that it's not just about business. It's how do we become complete? How do we, you know, I, I have I have acquaintances that are multimillionaire business owners and miserable. So, you know, what's the purpose? <laughs> so when I work with a client, ultimately what we do is we design and craft a path for your dream business that aligns with the values and the goals of your dream life. I see it way too often where people go in the other direction. Mm. You know, they, they say, hey, I'm gonna attack this business thing and come hella high water, I'm gonna win. What's the definition of win? Like you build the business. I, I know many people build companies, sold them, and they're miserable. Like, so it's, it's, yeah, that kind of happened to me, Mike. I mean, I, you know, I had that agency for 16 years and I sold it and I wasn't miserable, but I knew that the business kind of owned me as much as I owned the business. And so when I left, I said, yeah, I'm going to define my life in a different way. I'm going to define it with the word freedom, doing what I want, when I want, where I want, and how I want. And you're, you're fortunate. You were very fortunate, Matt. You yeah, and people. I just, I just say now, like, I mean, because here's the thing, I think, I think what most people want when they leave the corporate world and start their own business is they want three things: more money, more time, and more freedom. <laughs> and they don't get that. <laughs> and so that's what I wrote my new book about, which is the High Five Effect: How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy. And so to me, I believe you achieve those things by surrounding yourself with great people, great clients, great partners, the great sources, other great business people who actually don't suck the soul out of you. They provide value, right? They increase the joy around you. They're up-leveling you all the time. Yep. And uh, to me, you know, I, I actually define the word rich in a different way than a lot of people do. It's not monetarily for me. I measure it by the amount of joy in my life. And that's what makes me rich. You know, it's not, yeah, certainly I need to pay my bills. We all do. But I don't strive to be a multimillionaire, uh, you know, with yachts and all these things. I'm perfectly happy just renting a boat. <laughs> well, but, 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 but think about what you just said. It's, it's sort of like, you know, when I talk about the first movie that we live, you know, heart set, you know, our health, our relationships and our happiness. So what's happiness? Happiness is being in alignment with our belief system. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you believe that happiness is a 260 foot yacht in the Caribbean and you only have an 85 foot yacht, you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, if, if you're if you're if your um, goal is all about money and you end up down life's road, not really knowing your spouse or your kids or in, in your health is a mess. Is that really winning? And so that's why when I ever I work with clients, the very first thing I do is let's design, you know, your dream life. That's step one. It's like, let's craft what is your dream life? Let's think about it in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. What is heaven to you? What is, what is awesome? And very few people say, gee, no, I would say no one says, I hope that I don't have a relationship with my kids. <laughs> I, I, I hope that my health is gone. No, that ends up manifesting because of this overwhelm that we deal with as entrepreneurs. And, and, it, and oftentimes it's overwhelming. And that's why 
you know, I say the holy grail of business is passion, purpose, and profits. And so if you can do something that you're passionate about and you're serving a greater good and you can make money at it and you should make money. If you're good, your value is high, you deserve to make money. So, um, but that's the holy grail and, and people get it backwards. They go after business. They go after, hey, you know, I'm going to do this stuff. And then they end up 20 years later, like, man, did, did Am I really happy? Did, did I? Like, get... how did you how did you get to this point as a business coach? And what were you doing before that put you on so this I, path? I've had I've had multiple companies, Matt, and and my last business, you know, didn't end well. You know, I put it this way: I built a big company and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I ended up winding down that business. And a few years ago, I got to the point where I said, "What do I want to do?" You know, I was I was selling millions of dollars worth of product to the world's leading retailers. And, you know, I'd go to Walmart and Target and Sam's Club and Costco and like have meetings with all these big wigs. And it's like, wow, this is cool. I had five factories in Asia and like it was really fun, but I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. You know, I, I and so a few years ago when when I wound the business down, I said, what do I love? And I love teaching. You know, I I. I during graduate school, I was always a teacher. I'm, I'm currently a volunteer for an organization called SCORE. Mm-hmm. And, and they help entrepreneurs on their journey. And I fell in love with teaching. And I'm like, well, okay, what do you want to teach? Well, I'm pretty good at building companies. I know how to do it. I love this entrepreneurial spirit. And so I said, okay, you know, how do I put, how do I marry the two? And mm-hmm. I ended up building a business where, you know, I've got three other companies. But what I do in this business is I help entrepreneurs. I love the spirit. No one, entrepreneurs are whacked. Like who in their right mind would want to work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40? (laughs) I know, right? What is, Mike, what is your biggest challenge as a business owner? Boy, my biggest challenge. You know, it's funny because there's no, I don't think I have a single one challenge. When I look at, like I call the heartbeat of business, which is your product portfolio, your target marketing, your strategic marketing plan, um, it's constantly changing and constantly evolving. The thing that I struggle to understand and keep up with is the world of marketing, the Mm. world especially of digital marketing and all of the different options and alternatives that there are in the world. And I think it becomes overwhelming. And that's why I love what you do. I love what organizations like BNI does. Mm-hmm. I love when you actually put human beings together. Now, granted, the last 18 months has been virtual, but we're putting real people together, real humans talking to other humans. And it's really cool to be on, even if it's a 10-minute uh, a, a connection to a, a, a webinar or one of your mm-hmm. events, you mm-hmm. get to meet another human being. Yeah, That's the high for me. So to me, the, the, the world of business, there's, no, there's never one challenge. It's always how do you balance the plates? You know, all, you got to keep all the plates spinning. So you would you getting... say that you're a relationship-driven individual versus transaction-driven? I think I have evolved into appreciating relationships more. Interesting. Yeah, You've evolved because before you were not. 
dude, I started a business. I had a dream. I had a vision. You know, I've started multiple companies and each one starts with a dream mm -hmm. and you go after it. And, you know, now it's kind of like, I enjoy one-on-one -on -one interactions. Mm -hmm. I enjoy having a cup of coffee with a friend, you know? So, and oftentimes those relationships, those handshakes, those high fives, Matt Ward, mm -hmm. um, turn into friendships. Yeah. And you will always in life do more for a friend than a business acquaintance. Hands down. That's why I always say that I, I have never believed that people do business with who they know, like, and trust. That they do business with who they know, like, trust, and care about. And it's that extra level that I talk about it on stage. One more better. The things that you do that are one more better for your friends, for your, even if they're just acquaintances and contacts, but you care about them to a level that matters. It rises above what other people are doing. It makes others appreciate you more. And that produces relationships, which in turn produces referrals, which is awesome, right? But it, it doesn't always produce referrals. Sometimes it re produces introductions to good referral sources. Yeah, it, 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 it's funny you say no like and trust. Every time, lots of times when I'm dealing, whether I'm on a webinar or whether I'm on a podcast or speaking with my clients, I oftentimes I, I hold this up mm -hmm. and it's like, look, dude, whatever. Oh, you're wait, doing, hold on. We need to define what that is because for the audio side of the podcast, okay, it's, a, right. it's a large post-it note with KLT on it, which stands for it, no like trust. Exactly. And, and that, that is, you know, I, I used to sit on a board in Washington, DC, and we would oftentimes go uh, lobby Congress. We're trying to get some bills passed for, you know, kids and youth activity and stuff. But so much of Washington is relationship based. So much of Washington and the laws that are passed within our country are relationship based. Now, no one can tell me when there's a vote in the House and and you've got 437, 35 people in the in the in the Senate or in the House voting on this. There's no one can tell me that all of the people that are Democrats believe one way and mm -hmm. all the people that are Republicans believe another way. It's just, it's, it's all about. So my okay. grandfather was a judge for the social security administration. He lived in Roslyn, Virginia, just over the, the bridge uh, from DC. And my grandmother worked on the Hill for the department of labor. And, um, and he told me, I was in his house one time in Roslyn on this, this, this condo up near whatever floor it was, this high rise building. And he says to me, you know, I was 18 years old, Mike. And he says to me, you know, uh, relationships are everything. It's who you know, not what you know. And I said, nah, granddad, it's, it's, if you get in a conversation and you can't hold your own, you're going to look like an idiot. And he said, boy, listen to me. It's who you know, <laughs> not what you know. And I was 18 years old and I didn't understand it then. Yeah. And as I got older, when I was in my early 30s, I realized, Man, that damn that damn old man was right. It's who you know, not what you know. And those relationships that you you build, it's not just who you know, though. It's how well you know them. I think to a degree, right? It's not just surface level. It has they have to be deep. And the, the deeper the relationships are, the more powerful they are. The more the more trusted they are. The 
the more tight they are. And it's those things that produce so many other activities in our lives. They don't always produce referrals. I mean, I talk about it from a referral perspective, but to be perfectly honest with you, sometimes it's just literally, you know, I ran out of gas on route two one time, right? And I called a client who had a good relationship with that happened to have a landscaping company right around the corner. And Matt Landry, if you're listening, I'll never forget this story. I tell it in one of my speeches. And it is literally, he came to my rescue and he never let me down about it. And he ribbed me for a long time, but I had someone to call and yeah. I didn't have to call AAA. I called a friend, I phoned a friend, right? And, and so, I mean, those things, you know, these, these, these are things, the funny thing about this all, Mike, though, is that we learn over time, right? And so business ownership is about constantly learning new things. Well, yeah, and, and that's why, you know, as part of my, whenever I, whenever I do a speech or a, a webinar, I, I've actually got a, a presentation in Phoenix next week called, uh, you know, Swing for the Fence, how to build a multi-million dollar business and live the life of your dreams. And the reality is, it is 100% that I got, I got offered that speech because of a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. And so many, so many things that are that we every day i have two kids that are in college right now they both play college sports now it's not easy to get into a college to play college sports the process of trying to get a kid into college and play college sports starts when they're freshmen and sophomore in high school it actually in some sports starts even earlier mm -hmm. why because you need to start creating those relationships you need to start creating those introductions. The coach, you know, they, they see any coach in any sport sees hundreds of potential kids that could join their team. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's not about just the kid's talent. Oftentimes it's the kid. It's like, how do they come across? So like, and who do you know? Lots of times kids will join these um, very expensive AAU programs so that they can get underneath an umbrella of, of an organization that has connections throughout all of the colleges. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is fascinating in every aspect. You can take it from politics, you can take it from sports, you can take it from business. No matter how you slice it, Matt, the connections and the relationships that you have with other human beings is paramount to success in any aspect, especially business. How do you work on your own business as far as educating yourself? What are the types of things that you do that you can share with the listening and viewing audience about the types of ways in which you educate yourself? Matt, I'm a, I am a personal development addict and I've been one since I was 17 years old when I got introduced to Tony Robbins. And um, actually, I don't think it was Tony. I think it was Zig Ziglar, whoever it might be. But I started to, you know, I, one of those, you know, I said it earlier, like we are who we are. We are where we are because of the things that have gone into our minds. Mm -hmm. We had zero control over our life for the first 18 years. We were influenced by our surrounding, our family, our neighborhood, um, our brothers and sisters. You know, did we grow up with money? Did we grow up in poverty, violence, abuse, drugs, alcohol? We were influenced by that. And so when you get out into the world, it's like people have different perspectives on stuff. I'm like, wow, no kidding. And so all of a sudden, when you start getting into this world, at least I get into the world of personal development, I'm like, holy cow, this dude 
or this woman thinks so differently mm -hmm. than I was taught when I was growing up. And I think the ultimate key, you know, my, my dad told me one thing that I'll never forget. He said, dude, you are the average of the five people you hang around with. Yeah. That Jim Rohn said that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and wherever it came from, it's like, it's so true. And if you want to up your game, you better learn how to hang around with people that play the game better or differently. It doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be better. It can be differently. So to answer your question, um, I'm a podcast addict. I'm a, a avid reader. I'm, you know, I just finished working out and what was I doing? I was, I was uh, watching the Tony Robbins video. Um, I read incessantly. I'm just, I just love learning stuff. I love look when, when you look at life through someone else's lens, what was their upbringing? Like, what was their parents like, you know, go back to the world of sports. There are a lot of professional athletes that are children of professional athletes. Hmm. I wonder why they grew up in, in an environment of playing sports, professional sports. And so from the age of zero, all the way to the youth ages and the high school and college, it's all been about one thing. And so the types of stuff that you put in your brain can completely and dramatically change everything. I had a bad, I was in a bad place four or five years ago when, you know, my business was not doing well. My mom was dying. My wife had pneumonia. She's in the hospital. She was in a bad spot. Then I got audited in the IRS from the IRS all in four weeks. The amount of stuff, the language that was going into my brain was awful. It was awful. And then I hired a coach and that coach basically slapped me silly. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the G rated version. I know you'll appreciate that. Um, and I started to completely change my language, my philosophy, my physiology, everything changed. So we can change who we are and where we are, but we have to change what goes into our brain. And we absolutely imperatively have to change who we hang around with. So, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that you read, do you like paperback, hardcover, ebook? What, what type of version of reading do you like? I, I am, I am 80% ebook. 20% um, digital book and, you know, podcasts and all of that. It's all, it's here because I'm, I'm always trying to do two things at the same time. I, I'm Mr. Efficient. So if I'm working out, I want to be pumping stuff in. If I'm going for a walk, I want to be pumping stuff in. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of reading, I'd like to ask our guests, what, what one business book could you recommend that the listeners on the, on the audio version of the podcast or even on the YouTube who are viewing, what one business book would you recommend that they sit down and read? Oh boy. I read so many books. I think early on, and I just gave this to my two kids, um, the magic of thinking big, you know, it, mm. it's an, it's an older book. Um, but man, when I read that, I was probably in my teens and it was just a completely different perspective on how to think about life. You know, my, my, it got to the point where I, I was putting some, my kids would come home from school and I would not ask them how they're doing. I said, why is your day great? You know, because we all have an opportunity to focus on one thing or another. And I adopted a, 
um, a philosophy a long time ago, and, and it's still part of my morning routine right now where I practice at least you know, five minutes of gratitude. What are those things in my life I'm grateful for? And it's how you think about things, your perspective on stuff, your focus, the stuff you focus on manifests itself in, its, in, in your life, your habits. You know, your habits manifest themselves in, you know, into, into your, you know, your physical being, your mental being, your, your spiritual being. So, you know, I'm, I'm just a big, big advocate of putting good stuff in to get good stuff out. So, I, you know, that's one, that's one book that I've, I've loved, but I could, I could sit here and rattle off hundreds. Yeah, that's that's a. I read that book. I probably should get into that. And then, what what piece of software do you recommend that small business owners get their hands on so that they can continue to grow their small business? Boy, I I, I think that's a kind of a a fixed question because um, every business is different. You know, I I don't think there's one. You know, if you run a restaurant, that's a lot different than running a manufacturing company. You know, if if you're if you're, um, you know, running a coaching business, that's a lot different than, you know, if you're running a, a sports training. Is there one piece of software coach. that you've had that has helped you grow your business? I, I think like if I was to think real business stuff and I'm talking the sub $5 million business and that's kind of the world that I've, I've lived in. Well, I should say that's the world I live in now with my clients There's a sub $5 million business. The biggest mistake I think people make so often, and I'm talking two, three, four million dollar business, is they don't know their numbers. And so, you know, I hate to jump on the QuickBooks bandwagon, but QuickBooks is such an essential tool that people really need to get a handle on their business, their financials. And, you know, I just think a lot of people miss it. So, you know, I, I use all the office programs. No, I and, mean, other other people on other episodes before you have mentioned QuickBooks. So I think that's a value for a lot of people. Um, something to think about. You Mike, know, I appreciate you want, sharing you want, your insights. Yep. I was going to say, if you want a hobby, don't worry about your numbers. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to run a business, you got to, you got to kind of count the Benjamins. Gotcha. I appreciate you sharing your insight on this podcast. And where can the listeners get a hold of you if they want to reach out and learn about you? TheSavageSecrets.com. www.TheSavageSecrets.com. All right, great. We'll put that in the show notes. Folks, you you heard it here from Mike. There's lots of great knowledge bombs dropped on this podcast episode. I hope you take a look at it. Make sure you take a look at the links in the show notes. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And make sure that you smash the like button and the subscribe button over on YouTube. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. I'm waking up this morning, gonna grab myself a smile. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, all rights reserved. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word-of-mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you.
Raise one in the air to put you in the mood. 